This episode is brought to you by the NHL on TNT. When it comes to hockey, the Stanley Cup playoffs are built different. Experience the intensity and insanity on the ice and off it. Starting May 5th on TNT and TBS. Get ready for seven game rounds of knockdowns, dragouts, pressure, and agony as teams go head to head without ever letting up. The Stanley Cup playoffs are known for more than just a few cracked ribs and black eyes. Pushing through pain is the name of the game. With so much edge of your seat action, you'll refuse to shave or change your sweater. Don't say we didn't warn you. Ready to feel the rush? Watch the Stanley Cup playoffs beginning May 5th on TNT and TBS. This episode is brought to you by Simple Mobile. Tired of being tied down with a wireless contract? Switch to Simple Mobile and stay connected on a powerful nationwide 5G network. Unlimited talk, text, and data starts at $30 a month with no contracts, activation fees, or credit checks. Visit simplemobile.com today. Out with the old, in with the simple. Compatible 5G-capable device and SIM require. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. 5G network not available in all areas. One month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at simplemobile.com. Good evening, honey hole hangout, Man. and happy new year. Dang, Lance gonna be uh, doing some. Yeah, We're back. So bro. this is Wood Dip Pickle Chip, and I'm giving you guys a call because uh, you know you uh, you'd mentioned wanting me to call in. So uh, you know. I tell you what, boys, you y'all, you fellas are all right, okay? I mean, this this here's a little weird, you know. Calling in, I ain't really talking to nobody. I'm just gonna listen to me ramble on, okay? You know what I'm saying? So uh, anyhow, well, let me tell you what I'm doing, all right? So I'm, I mean, you know, pretty much like normal, okay? When I'm sitting down, all right, to talk to you fellas on the email thing, okay? Uh, you know, it's, I'm right here with my phone jacks. All right. And, you know, let me tell you about these pump jacks, okay? They got this, like, uh, okay, you know what I'm saying? They got, like, this methodic, rhythmic move to them, okay? It's, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's beautiful, okay? And it's got this, this really good sound to it, all right? And it's, you know, I mean, it's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, uh, well, all right, I can't say what it's like, all right, because that might be construed as maybe a little bit inappropriate, okay? No question, all right. Okay, but let me just say, all right, it's like an aphrodisiac. You know what I'm saying? It's like an aphrodisiac. It really is. It's the sound and movements and, you know, just thinking about all that beautiful black glossy oil coming out of there. I mean, boy, let me tell you what. All right. This is really, you know, this is been hunting. Okay. All right. But these Yankee fellas down here, they, they done shot them some pigs. So we got the cleaning pigs. All right. And we cooked us up some tenderloins. You know, they's pretty good. All right, no fooling. Okay, we can cook down here. All right, you know, them South Texas groceries are, are a thing. All right, we got it. Okay, uh, but then what happened is these, uh, you know, these Yankees, they done shot a couple of javelinas. All right, thank God they only shot a couple and didn't shoot over their state limit. Okay, because no fooling. I don't know. I don't know what the hell I'd have done about that. 
but, uh, you know, hey, you, you know, them Yankee boys are having a good time. Uh, you know, we got another group down here. They're, uh, they're chasing deer. Okay. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, we're still getting after it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much, you know, that's pretty much my week. All right. You know, just, and waiting for, uh, you know, waiting for one of you, uh, you fellas to release one of your another podcast radio episode, uh, DLEs there. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, no fooling. I like listening to them. And, you know, one of them Yankee boys got it on my phone now. All right. So why it dings at me when it, like, you know, when it, when it, when it comes out. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, I'm pretty much awake anyway. But, you know, I know they, they, they come out, you know, pretty early in the morning. I mean, no fooling. It's like you got to get up to listen to this thing, you know? All right? But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a late to bed early like But, uh, anyway. So, I'm a, I'll give you guys a call back. All uh, right? We, I got to go. I got to go, you know, get the coffee pot going, uh, cause I'm on my, you know, 437th cup for the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like coffee. Too, put a little, put a little bourbon or scotch in it or something. You know what I'm saying? No fooling, okay? Yeah, you got to get it going. All right. So uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, you know, th- uh, you know, a little weird, you know, talking to you boys like this. But uh, I guess we'll 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 uh, we'll talk later somehow. All right. So uh, keep it up, fellas. All right. Let's hear wood tip pickle chip, and uh, y'all have a good week. There you go. That's what we've been waiting for—is that audio file? Yeah, was it worth wait? Was the wait worth it? I don't know. The only time will tell. <laughs> only time will tell. Wood Tip is a fan favorite. <laughs> he is a fan favorite. We'll every, see if the audio version. Someone, every time I ask someone, uh, "What do you think about the podcast?" Wood Tip is great. <laughs> yeah. we love Wood Tip. <laughs> He's beating Creature Watch now. Oh man, dang! Uh, Creature Watch got old for people. Yeah, they want something new. Wood Tip will take his time. Need, He'll earn his spot to there too. <laughs> Well, thanks, Wood Tip. Send us some more audio files. Are you going to say that uh, Landon's going to have to edit that good evening? Oh, yeah. Because it's so long? It was long and loud. Oh, that, it was good. I was thinking he doesn't have to edit it out. I was going to say he's going to have to just. I'm going to have to edit the levels. Bring it down a little see, bit. See, it sounded really soft on, my, on me. I need to. I see. That's This is this is what we got into. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> well, guys, uh, two weeks out, it feels. Um, it feels weird having not podcast with you guys over Christmas and New Year's. It is weird that I hadn't seen you guys in a couple weeks. Yeah. Which is like the longest thing. We've been, been every week strong. And for... I even missed the week prior mm. to oh, us even yeah. having the break. Yeah. Because of the death. Yeah. 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 Or he was sick at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still though, I mean that's yeah, it's been it's been quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move straight into questions. Um How was your New Year's, guys? Oh. That was my that's my question. Oh, okay. How's your New Year's? Pretty good. I drove back. That's when I came back to gotcha. Texas from mm. Georgia. Yeah. Long drive. But I did stop in uh, Louisiana to kind of split up the uh, the drive a little did bit. Did you get some boot in? No. Please tell me but you I went, I went to stopped in Dan's. That's at a Dan's, move. Or Don's. I don't know. And got shrimp po' boy, some boudin, and some cracklins. Mm. Oh, you got some cracklins. All right. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's the real pro move, the Cracklins. No, I'm I'm a big fan of the Cracklins. The Boudin, I've had they they were this is the place that everyone says like stop at, but I've had better Boudin at another place, but the Cracklins at the other place weren't as good. 
So the pro move would be now to stop at one place for boudins. <laughs> no place for Clackland. But if you're at Don's or whatever it's called, yeah, uh, where Jack normally stops and goes, mm-hmm. get their shrimp po' boy. I love it shrimp was, po' boy. It was bomb. Yeah, and put their spicy garlic sauce on it. Oh, dude, and that sounds yeah, great. That thing kicked. Mm. Fried or blackened? It, I did fried, but yeah. they do have a blackened option. Yeah, but that can either go one two ways yeah, and when I you agree. still have eight hours left of the drive, <laughs> can't risk it it's not a move that i'm willing to risk <laughs> no, like, i know the fight will be safe yeah uh, oh man i uh new year's eve me and me can always stay up and watch movies what movie? this year we watch city slickers oh billy crystal yeah. classic very good love that movie that was the first time she'd ever seen it have you seen it I don't think so. You never seen City? Have you seen City Slickers? Oh yeah, I've seen yeah. it a long yeah, I time ago. Yeah. I like so Billy Crystal though. It's these city guys that uh, um, they want some adventure in their life. They're going through like a midlife crisis, so they decide to sign up for this cattle drive, and so it's like a two week cattle drive that they go on. So it's filled with uh, antics. Antics. Yeah, pretty pretty great movie. And then uh, New Year's weekend after that, I went and hunted. Um, didn't see any deer. Mm. Uh, saw some hogs, but things were a little chaotic considering my brother's dog chased after him, and we were trying not to uh, let him get gored. Let him get gored. Yeah. Let her get gored. I I hung your trail cam for sure. I hung our trail cam. I hung my trail cam. What kind of trail cams you get? Ask Cliff. He got it for me. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> you never got me a trail it's on, cam. It's on my property. And I know where it's at. Finders keepers. Finders keepers. That's not a way to keep friends. <laughs> no, you just never invite them back. That's your trail cam for yeah. Um, I got a, a couple spy points over the break mm-hmm. for Christmas. And one of them is a has the solar panel like one of them's the s series you don't have to worry about the batteries which is why i got landed to place it on his property because i i can't get up there because he's not gonna down. be able to see the pictures till next year season yeah did you put him in a cave <laughs> rude <laughs> you put it in a cave in a cave yeah what's that mean because the solar panels mm. no mm. but there's no cell signal up there so that, up. Like that was sly the cell cellular feature on it doesn't work. No. So it's it's essentially a normal trail cam right, right now. And the now only did you know way that before? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, um, back there there's I, no cell phones work. But it is solar driven, so I don't no one has to mess with it on my accord. And then as long as Landon's not going up there, pulling the card and erasing everything. Yeah. Or My dad well, would do that. Every since time he goes there. Since you messed up the miles per hour on his. I did. And he even admitted that I did. Making him live over there in he Europe He did fix now. it, but he's still salty. Also, I hope your trail cam is filled with butterfly pictures. Oh, yeah. It probably is. <laughs> hey, they're not, they're not my great He's right salty now. about that? No, he's not. He's over it. He fixed Should it. Be. Because I honestly did not mess with it. I'm just messing with you, Cliff. Well, I feel bad that it happened on me driving it. Yeah, on your watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but I, I know I it. didn't. But I know I didn't change it. The key I thing is you didn't do it on purpose. Okay, that we that's know a, of. That's a way that you could think about it. Yeah. But no, no. <laughs> I didn't. Don't give him that out like that. Come I, on. I, I turned it on. I drove it. That's it. I didn't mess with lights. And then you purposefully changed the speedometer. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that's what he did. We forgot to mention Greg 
as a guest. We haven't even introduced the podcast. People, people don't know what they're listening to. They, they thought no, they, they were listening to Wood Tip. Bunch of rambling this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Honey Hole Hangout. Yes, we is. got Zach, myself, Landon, Cliff, the regulars. Ian is off skiing, so he's not on. And we have return guest, Greg. Is he our first returning guest? He is. No, hey, Will's been on a couple Will's been times. on twice. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, but Will was just like, you know, hey, I'm just going to throw in. Greg is like the cave expert. He's Gre- like the, Greg's a fan favorite. He's the returning expert. I don't know about that. Yeah. I'm here. Did we ever decide <laughs> where Ian is? Because he said Colorado to me in a text message, and then he's like, oh, I'm skiing in Wyoming. No, he's staying in Fort Collins yep. and skiing at the Snowy Mountain Range in Laramie, Wyoming. And I know this uh, because yeah. I've stayed in Laramie before, so I know exactly where he is and he, what he's doing. He did send a map, too, of like, oh, I'm here and then and here. So, Or was that all a disguise and he's really somewhere else? He's probably just in Austin, just wanted to talk mm-hmm. to him. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> hey, Greg, yeah. would you like to plug one of your five Instagram accounts? <laughs> <laughs> just plug all five. I mean, four. yeah, you know, just just search for Greg Williams on Instagram. I'm sure something will come up somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Search for it on Google first, but make sure no, you're in private do mode. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, so, uh, did you do anything over New Year's or Christmas or anything? You know, we, we kept it pretty low-key uh, for the holidays. Christmas was just, you know, my, my folks came over, cooked dinner, went over to the in-laws, had dinner for Christmas, that kind of stuff. And then uh, New Year's, I just cooked a... Uh, little surf and turf dinner for me and the wife. Ooh. Sounds nice. Yeah, no big deal. Um, she ate half her steak. It's kind of kind of standard because she's not a big steak eater or nothing. But uh, Then do you get the rest? Oh, yeah. I had it for lunch the next day. Yeah, that's that's a match made yeah. in heaven. Yeah. yeah, it was great. You know, I was the only guy at, at work the next day that had surf and turf for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> so the, uh, <laughs> the crest question on everyone's mind right now is, what'd you get me for Christmas? What'd I get you for Christmas? <laughs> uh, my eternal love and adoration. There you go. I'll yeah. take it. Oh, yeah, I'd take it too. Although you ain't called me in like four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, you called me while I was in Georgia. Yeah. There I called you, you to go hunting with me and you went, no. I'm in Georgia. No, Georgia. Zach, did you do anything fun? Hunting or fishing? Uh, I did. I did a little fishing. Yep. Caught a bass on Christmas Day. Caught a couple. I saw that. Were you fishing like a pond? Because you were in Houston, yeah. right? Yeah. So Kendall's parents just got a new house with uh, right across the street. It's this little pond. There's a, they have like a little pond and they have a big pond in the neighborhood. But uh, Nothing like living in Texas and catching bass on Christmas. Yeah. Right? It was, yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was like 60 degrees, 65 degrees, I think. It was just like shorts, nice. shorts flip-flops, Christmas. Were people like fishing. walking by looking like, what are these guys doing? Yeah, all those fancy people, they're probably just like it's touching fish. What's wrong with them? Mm. So, who knows? Mm. But it was fun, though. And when Kendall, uh, Kendall caught a fish, Kendall caught a couple. So nice. She had her mom release it. It was funny. <laughs> So. She didn't want to touch it. She was like, no. no. she grew up doing it, but she just hadn't done it in like 30 years. I got you. Mm. And so uh, it was funny. But no, other than that, it was fun. New Year's, we uh, went to Six We didn't go to Six Flags. We uh, parked in the Palladium and watched the fireworks. Nice. Pop, popped some popcorn, brought some hot chocolate, and just nice. had our own little party for free. Nice. So it was good. Yeah, I was in bed by like 10 o'clock. I was done. That's a great evening, too, in my opinion. I mean, really, As I get older. Yeah. That's... Originally, we thought we were going to, because we were supposed to go to the coast and fish, but um, New Year's Eve was just, like, awful weather, especially at the coast. It was just, like, 
rainy thunderstorms, lightning storms. Yeah. So we we uh, we called it off and just kind of hung out. Yeah, so it was, it was nice. terrible, but whatever. Well, so we our first it? listener question is: uh, Can we do the whiskey review? Because I've been holding off on drinking this. You haven't drank any. I'm, about to, I'm about to get a second pour because this stuff is delicious. I've been saying well, I've been holding off for the whiskey review. Can we do the whiskey review and then do questions? Yes. I, I told, yeah. That's the normal. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I'm, I'm rusty. It's been two weeks since we've been together, guys. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Been three weeks. Okay. So, everybody smell it. Cheers. It smells nice. My uncle turned me on to this one. It's a green spot. Stink, mm. Single pot still Irish whiskey. That's real clean. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. very smooth. Very clean, very smooth. Very no, delicious. No, nothing lingering. It's kind of... So I like I, it a lot more than the... I've had the yellow spot, and I like this a lot more. I This is a whiskey for me that will always be on my shelf. That's really? A, that's an it's, easy drinker. It's yeah. easy to find. It's an easy drinker. It is very easy to find. Um, what's the proof? It's uh, 80 proof. Oh, huh. so that's just 40%. Yeah, standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. It's good. I, I like, like it. it. Yeah, I'm... This is like a four point five or five for me. Really? Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd I'd be right up there with you. It's really good. So you're like I would buy this and keep it in my house all the time. I am, absolutely. It's good. I when think this I just, bottle's empty, I'm gonna buy another one. Dang. Yeah. Wow. It is good. Yep. It's tough. I'd probably give it a three. It is very nice, but I don't feel the need to keep it in my house all the time. Yeah, I, I like a little. I, I like the kind of smokier, heavier scotches and stuff. So, you know, I mean, that's a good drinker. And I would drink it, order it anytime. I saw it at a bar. But, yeah, um, I think something with a little bit more peat would be mm-hmm. my, my, my mm-hmm. go-to. Now, I think so I go the other way. would be really good as, like, your good nightcapper sitting around bonfire whiskey. I get it. I yeah. like it. So I go the other way. I like mine like real like sweet, like bourbon, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would also say if you're like a new whiskey drinker, that would be a great start. It yeah. Is. Yeah. Or For if you like drinker. Or if you want to try an Irish whiskey, that's a great one to start. Because Jamison's yeah. okay. But uh Yeah. Yeah, that if you want to try like, you know, more like a label. Uh, I would I would put this as at least two points higher than a Jameson in my book. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd pass over Jameson yeah. all day long. Yeah. All right. Well, questions. First question. <laughs> what, did, what did everyone get for Christmas? Worst gift and best gift? Of the year or ever? For Christmas. Because mm. the worst gift ever is my brother threw over my threw up on my Han Solo action figure. I thought he was just going to say his brother. Yeah. <laughs> this year or was that right. ever? No, that was like, no, we were like four and six. It's supposed to be from this year, buddy. I know. I'm saying, that's my worst <laughs> that is gift. awesome. He, he grew, woke up. He threw up all over my gifts. I didn't get to open any of them. My dad had to open them. It was just awful. Ooh. Did you rough him up a little bit for that? Yeah. That's right. You never let him forget it, do you? That's why he's missing his two front teeth when he was four years old. <laughs> right in the face. So is it supposed to be ever or is it supposed to be <laughs> this, year? Uh, this year? I would say this year. <laughs> well, let Zach redo his. <laughs> No, he got his chance. Cliff's getting all hung up on the facts. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean that that was pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. You throw up on a Han Solo action figure. That's, I can't. That's just I mean, that's a trump card. And exactly. I, I hear the Star Wars gifts don't start coming year stop coming year after year. Oh yeah, I get a Star Wars gift every year. Yeah. Usually now it's Legos, but that is the best gift. 
I will say the best gift by far this year was I did get the Lego Mandalorian set of the Star Crest or the Razor Crest. The Razor Crest. Yeah, it is very awesome. I've already built it. Um, Have you been playing with it? No, I usually don't play with them. Mm. But I I make all the characters stand up and I put them in their spots. It's a toy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm always afraid of breaking it though. Do you craggle them? What? Craggle them. Yeah, craggle them. Oh, you super crazy glue them together. Crazy glue no, them. Oh, man. That's some like some taboo stuff <laughs> right. in the Lego industry. Yeah, man. Come yeah. on. You don't do that. I However, know. I did think about bringing it to work, and I thought about gluing it to like a like a plank. That way, nobody like if somebody decided to take it, it'd be very much like you get a piece of wood with a Lego glue to do it. You mm. know? Yeah. It won't fit in a backpack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But. Yeah, makes sense. What's your What was your worst gift this year? Um, and it's kind of weird because we're putting people on blast if they listen. Yeah, right. I don't know if it's the worst <laughs> gift. Yeah, <laughs> that was the worst gift. My dad, though, my dad does this thing where he just like, and it's like it's super sweet, and I know he loves me so much, but it's like he will, he'll just go to like a Dollar Tree that's closing down and just like buy everything that they have that's like for like a quarter, and then he's like, I, I bought three of them, one for me, one for you, one for your brother. And it's like, so every year for Christmas, I get this, like, literally a bag full of just, like, Dollar Tree stuff that was marked down to a quarter. And so, like... Nice. And, you know, your Any dad's going to hear this, and he's going to be like, I thought that was, like, the coolest thing I ever it did. Is very, it is very cool. But, like, there's always a gym in there, but what, then, like, there's a lot there of stuff is. that's, like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. What, what was the gym? Thanks for the dollar-sized Barbasol, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Little shot of Barbasol. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> One. The hotel size. When I get, when you know, I got a, a multi, um, like an adapter for like when you travel all over the world, all the multi adapter thing. I don't know if I trust one of those come from the dollar store. That's, that's the reason. Like, it's a very cool idea, but coming from a dollar store, I'm like, this is going to blow up something. Well, yeah, you're going overseas, and it's all like 220, and you're trying to knock it down to 120. Yeah. It's like, that's eh, a little sketch. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, man. <laughs> yeah. Good way to fry your Nintendo. All right. Traveling overseas with the Nintendo, like in your bag, of course. Yeah, Nintendo Switch. Switch. Made for. Yeah, come yeah. on. We need to go. We need to go. Thinking the old school Nintendo, like a Super <laughs> Nintendo. Just yes. put your sixty four in your backpack. You're so stupid, man. <laughs> you gotta take a portable screen, put it on the the, the flight headrest, so you can. <laughs> this TV doesn't have AV outlets. It's just HDMI. What's wrong with it? <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Um, What'd you get, Cliff? Good and bad. That's a I lot of quiet the, right there. That I got was awkward. The, really, really think about it. I got... I, I'd have to say, hands down, my mom got me my, my favorite gifts because mm-hmm. she got me a spy point camera. Very nice. Mm-hmm. She and, got me a spy point camera shout out judy but go on <laughs> you know what? i'm gonna drop up there and take it off myself uh spy point camera and then she also got me the new steven ranella book this skills and survival yeah, Ooh, yeah. Is it good? i haven't read it yet does, does judy listen to the podcast <laughs> yes she uh, does actually hey judy shout out judy hey what's hey. up ted, ted doesn't <laughs> so we're good okay i have to worry about it ted doesn't who's yeah. ted that's my dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Sorry. I don't, know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I haven't told you my dad's name before. <laughs> <laughs> and, and those were two things. The book was a complete and utter surprise, but I had been wanting some game cams, like, 
for well over a year, and I've just refused to buy them myself for a long time. Yeah, good camera. Good cam cameras are expensive, man. Yeah, they are. Um, so I went home owning only one of them that I kind of got like beforehand, and then came back with three more. Very nice. Dang, so now that's I, lucky. I, you got a fleet. Yeah, I do have a small fleet. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them I left back in Georgia watching a feeder that I put up at my dad's place. Poaching. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not poaching. <laughs> I, can't, I can't shoot anything. I'm all the way in Texas. Not with that attitude. <laughs> but I, I, I did put it over a feeder in Georgia because I wanted to see what would come up to it. How much is your subscription fee for it? Enough. Oh, <laughs> okay. I don't know, okay. Are they like five bucks a month per camera or are they like $20 a month per camera? Uh, so it varies uh, uh, depending on how many. You, it depends. How it many. It depends. How many. You wearing your uh, shirt? No, I'm not. Oh. How It depends on how many uh, photos you want in a given month. So you're automatically guaranteed 100 photos with Spy Points plan. You're mm-hmm. guaranteed 100 photos a month for free. No way. Yeah. So okay. you're, you're going to get 100 photos. And what that counts is cellular transmission. Yeah. It's not photos. That camera up on Landon's place, I don't have cellular data running to it or a photo plan on it at all because I know it's not going to send it via cell because there's no cell signal. Right. But it's still taking pictures. Right. And I know that because I had another camera there that clearly did the same thing. Right. So you get you can do a free subscription at a hundred photos a month, and then it's like five dollars for like two hundred and fifty, and then ten dollars for fifteen hundred or something, or unlimited for fifteen dollars per camera. Yes, it is on a per camera basis, so it can get pretty expensive. But what I've learned to do is, your first month you get unlimited photos for free. So do not, if you get a spy point camera, do not start it thinking you want to just play with it until you're ready to set it up. It's because you're when you're yep. walking away from your camera when you set it up is your first free photo. Yes, because as soon as <laughs> as soon as it's just a picture of your calves. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, because as soon as you start, like you register it to your account, that's when the it's a thirty day trial of unlimited photos Mm -hmm. so you watch it for that first 30 days to see how many you actually will need in a given month and then you can adapt the plan that you buy to that that's what i would do so what what was your worst gift i honestly didn't get any like really bad gifts I, i i didn't really get all that much for christmas yeah but i got the few things that i got were all very clutch well, dang. No, you got to pick one. I had to pick one. And my, no, you know what? My dad's gift was great. I, I, know, I, I know, had to pick one, though. I, I know one. Um, my little brother and his friend got me a survival bracelet, like one of those run-of-the-mill ones that you <laughs> the order rope off one? of. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. you order off of Amazon. Okay. And... Uh, it was that very lackluster, not like 
true 550 paracord, but the knockoff 550 paracord. It's like you wouldn't, you wouldn't bet your life on it. Right. I, I, would use it, I would use it to lash things together, but I would not use it to hold me up in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, Fairly yeah. use, usable for shoelaces. Yes. Yeah. And it had, yeah, we all know. It had a knife in it, which was... A razor blade? Essentially, but even smaller... <laughs> And it was scalloped on one side and then flat-edged on the other. And that was supposed to be used to cut the cord, which I tried. It did not cut it. <laughs> <laughs> and used as a fire starter because the buckle, the centerpiece of the buckle uh-huh. was a ferrule rod. Okay. So it doesn't sound that bad. Cool concept, but the ferrule rod's like, uh, maybe and you probably can't inch. get to it so you can't like really get a good spark <laughs> off of it you're just sitting there scratching the crap out of things uh it came with had a whistle and a bad compass in it and stuff <laughs> so it was we all know what you're talking about yeah it was mm. a nice gesture they and, know what you're into it was nice yeah he was, was nice. like oh you can use it for hunting and fishing and i'm like mm, probably mm. not yeah yeah maybe. What'd you get, Greg? Yeah, what was your good thing? Your oh thing? man, I got a lot of good stuff. Uh, I got some some reloading equipment because I like to uh, do reloading, uh, you know, ammunition reloading, and then uh, I got a Blackstone griddle. I don't know if you guys know what those are. Yeah, like the flat top griddles. Mm. Got a nice one of those. You got your truck last year at this time. Yeah, I've had my truck for a year, so I guess that was kind of like a you know anniversary present. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> uh, you have a worst gift? Worst gift. I'd say the worst thing, I get it every year because at one point somebody decided that I really liked these things and so they get them for me every year. They're these like, little chocolate covered cherries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think exactly what you're talking yeah, they're about. Like the little, uh, they come in a little box with a little plastic tray and they're, I think they're cordial cherries or some Queen Anne cordial cherries. And you know, when I was younger and like a kid, I was just like, oh, man, I'll eat a whole bunch of these. They're delicious. And Yeah, it's Maggiano cherries right, covered in chocolate. Yeah, there's, there's, a little, like, there's like a little liqueur in it. Yeah, like there's like a little right? syrup yeah. in there. Yeah. And, you know, I can eat like two or three, and then I just, the rest of them go in the trash. And <laughs> I feel bad, but I still eat like two or three, and I, I enjoy those two or three, but. They're not sticking around. They're not. Mm. They're not hanging out. Yeah, they got to go pretty quick. Yeah. So I think, as far as a worst gift, that would have to be it. Okay. That was a, yeah. Hey, who got it for you? Way to put them on blast. Yeah. Hey, we've <laughs> all been saying who got our stuff. No, I, no. I don't want to be the only one out here now. <laughs> no. Yeah. So well, I'm actually, just uh, say that barbecue book. I'm going to attack everyone in this podcast <laughs> that we put on blast. Don't you dare. You better not. That's all right. That's all right. It's fine. Yeah. No, normally my parents would actually get me those, but my in-laws got them for me this year. Uh, and, you know, that's fine. I, like I said, I'll eat a couple, but they normally give me like two or three boxes of them. Oh, so it's like a bit. Yeah, it's like there's a bunch of them. I bet yeah. your in-laws called your parents and said, what can we get, Greg? And they were like, oh, well, we always get them these cherries, but we'll let you do it this year. You know, and, you we know, really know he doesn't like but, them. But they step it up. They don't get just the regular milk chocolate ones. They get the dark chocolate ones, which are better, way better. Mm. But yeah, still. because that liqueur, the liqueur in those Maggiano cherries are super sweet in themselves, oh, yeah. and then you add mm-hmm. super sweet milk chocolate, it hurts your teeth. Yeah, it's terrible. This is yeah. sound like a whiskey review, right? Yeah. 
All right, so what, Landon, what about you? Best gift, worst gift, and who gave it to you? Um, my in-laws uh, came in clutch with some camo. Yeah, got some Sitka. Right no, this was one that I bought, but they got me some other stuff. McKenna keyed them in, and they got me some cool hey, stuff. You bought another one? No, I've had this one. Is that the Kelvin? Yeah, the Kelvin Light. This is the one I've I had forever. You, I thought you got that one for your birthday. I got the Thunderhead jacket for my birthday oh. and the Thunderhead pants for Christmas. I remember when you ordered that now. Yes. So, yeah. um, but I also got uh, money, and I bought a drone. So... Nice. For filming, it's sweet. I did a trial run yesterday. Cliff can't fly it. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you about that because that has to be. Well, one second. Before you tell that story, let me tell you what my worst <laughs> gift was. Worst gift and who gave it to you? My brother Carson uh-huh. paid for shipping for something to me. So you didn't get it? <laughs> no, nice. no, no. I got the item, but his gift to me was like, this is your Christmas gift if I'm shipping this to you. Not the it? item, but the cost of shipping. Was this what the, the, what he the shipped? Oh, was it your Xbox? Yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. yeah. well, he shipped it to you in like, it was like $60? It was like $60. Yeah, that's kind of a good <laughs> gift. I mean, he's it like, is. this is birthday and Christmas. The best part was, though, is the, that like he, he came two days later after <laughs> a ride to my house, yeah. which was not originally planned. Yeah. <laughs> and I could have waited two days. It yeah. wasn't like killing me or anything. I'll say that's the best part. Is that all of a sudden I'm like, Carson, but you're there. It's like, but Landon, you shipped the... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did he that, beat it to you? No, oh, he didn't. Because <laughs> that would have been even greater. Like, <laughs> oh, he comes, yeah. hangs out, leaves, and then the Xbox arrives finally. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> okay, but back to your drone story. All right, so I'm changing my worst gift. and Ever or this year? This year. <laughs> because, and it's nothing to do with the person who got me the gift or the gift itself. But I got a little toy drone uh, the Wednesday that y'all were recording with Kevin, but Mm -hmm. I was not. Um, I got a little toy toy drone. After y'all left (laughs) and everything, I went inside and I was getting ready for like, I wasn't quite sleepy, so I was kind of playing around in the apartment. And so I opened up this drone. I put the batteries in. I start playing with it in my living room. I can't fly the thing in there. I try to go up. It hits the ceiling and crashes. <laughs> so I do that for about five, five, ten minutes before giving up. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you know what? Maybe it's because the ceilings are too low. They're, they're nine-foot ceilings, so they're not like necessarily too low, but like maybe they're too low for a drone. Yeah. So I come out here. You gotta get no. some altitude. I, exactly. I was thinking it, if it, I don't, it doesn't stabilize until you get to about two hundred feet. I, if I don't have a ceiling, maybe I can. The higher I go, maybe I can stabilize it out and then get the hang of it. So I come out here into the parking lot. <laughs> I set it down on the ground and I make it lift off and go, and it goes up and up and up and up and up, and then finally I'm like, that's pretty high up i can barely kind of see the lights and it's hovering above the uh the roofs of the apartments and so then i'm like i'm gonna try and bring it down a little bit well i can't i can't just make it go down a little bit if i want it to go down i I crash it Uh every single time so i make it go down and i thought i would clear the building and it's landed and stuck still up on the roof (laughs) Of my three-story apartment building. Can you see it? 
No, the lights are dead now. <laughs> so, I so, literally played with this thing for maybe 10 minutes. <laughs> so, you couldn't... Did you just, like, take your hand off the controller so it would stop going up and down? Or, like, you pushed it up and you let go and then it would still continue to fly up? It, was this, like, operator error or was this drone error? I'm sure it's operator oh, Yeah, or were you, like, holding the button error. being like, it just keeps going up. I'm not sure why. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that because it was, like... Joyst- joysticks and stuff. Mm. So they were kind of finicky and touchy, I yeah. guess. Like a little tiny pressure would be like... Whoosh. Right. And I can never get down that exact amount of pressure yeah. before I crashed it onto the roof. Drones are tough, And man. never saw it again. Yeah. I sat up there trying to fly it back and forth. Like, hopefully, like, I can maybe get it unstuck and see where it's at and bring it down. No. Oh, you couldn't get it to take off again uh, from there? Eventually, I just turned to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's tough. Um, the next question was, can Ian start a sparkling water review this year? Yeah. I think that's a great idea. We'll have to pitch it to Ian. But yeah, he can do different brands, um, different yeah. flavors. Yeah. He already does a sparkling water review. Well, sometimes it's Dr. Pepper. Sometimes it's... We can't do what the man drinks. And he doesn't put his heart into it either. It's, he's just kind of like, you know what? This yeah. Is, it's nice. It's refreshing. I think we need like... This person wants a legit sparkling I want, water. Yeah. yeah. Like mm. what? what's on the nose? What's on the palate? Yeah. How yeah, strong is then, the carbonation? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but then... Does it burn? <laughs> then you're putting the onus on him to find all of these sparkling waters <laughs> yeah. to try. And how many of them are out there? I think we should commit him to it. Yeah. We, should, we find hard <laughs> We whiskeys. should commit him to it. Yes, Ian, you will do that. <laughs> yeah, but we have we have a team of like five people looking for whiskeys for us. It'd just be Ian trying to find <laughs> sparkling water. There's a bunch of flavors out there. Mm-hmm. I believe in him. He can do it. Yeah. 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 When you hear this, Ian... You know your you know your new task. Yeah, plus you go to World Market, they've got like artisan sparkling stuff. It's crazy. Speaking of Ian, he asked, Who has the best hair of the Honey Hole Hangout crew? Oh, I think we know the answer to that. I'm gonna say Zach. Ian asked that. Yeah. Zach's got that flow going on. Yeah, it's past my shoulders. I now. just have it a neat part. Longer. Mine's definitely just average. Cliff, take your hair. hat off. Let me see your hair. Is it short right now? Do I ever not wear a hat? Yeah, no. No. Yeah. yeah, you can put your hat back. You, yeah. <laughs> You've got a good cut. I like it. That's yeah, fine. Greg, what, what do you got? Uh, what do you got up there? I got the DIY haircut, the DIY COVID cut. Mm, very nice. That's oh, been that yeah. Yeah. classic. That's nice. Yeah, I just I, this is what I rock all the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm still gonna have to go with Zach. He's got the flow going on. That's right. You it's know, man bun length now. Yeah, it's exciting. Classic. I thought oh, you were man. gonna do a man bun landing. I was until I got a new job, and then I was like, I need to be professional. Yeah, that's cool. With my job, I don't have Sounds to. Sounds like you need to quit give me your like, job. Give me like five or six years when I'm like, nah, I don't care what people think, and yeah. then I'll I'll grow the man bun. Sounds now. like you need to quit your job just no. to grow a man bun. <laughs> yeah. The, I think. Smart life decision. Or you can do what I'm doing, and then people are like, oh, he's so creative and artsy, and everybody loves him. So mm. it's great. I mm. think a good question would be, who would have the best mustache, but mustache only? Oh, definitely oh, not me. I think uh, Greg, for sure. Yeah, yeah but pretty got like a little. It's pretty bit thick. Of, but is he like true honey hole crew? No, I don't. So, I mean, so I've, I've been be, here twice, so if, I don't know it, if that has to be between us four. I don't know. How, Who has the perviest mustache? That would be me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I got this weird space in between my mustache. Yeah, so but it wouldn't I think, fill in. I think as you're. Well. I, I think, think Landon as a mustache would be pretty well. 
Uh, he looked too I much like, like a cop. I think you would have. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone looks like a, a cop with a mustache. That's true. I, I That's do true. like rocking just a mustache. My wife just doesn't like it. Yeah. But I would rock just mustache and man bun. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think. I think. I don't know if I'd ever Zach, talk to you again. I, I can't picture Ian in a mustache. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen I've seen Ian with facial hair. Maybe we should do a video where we just all rock stashes. I'm not shaving my beard. No, either am I. Wow. The little, for the fans, come the, on, guys! The little beard that I have. <laughs> I'm not shaving my beard yeah, for seven of you guys. Most of you guys, like six months to grow back what you got. Yeah, no, it, you really, it took it a month yeah. to get back to where this is. Yeah, but I think that you would probably have the best stash. I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe our viewers should, our listeners should decide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? I could I could probably bring everything in pretty tight. And then leave the stash long because if I don't shave it all the way down, and just bring it tight, it grows back within like three weeks. Now, see, I think that you not just shaving for just to have a mustache sake, maybe Landon. Yeah. But I think you, if you actually like did it and like cultivated it right. and did like a true hipster stash, I think that you could probably <laughs> rock it better than us. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can get some nice like mustache yeah. wax what and get a little. What does have to do anything with hunting or fishing? You know what? It's important. Mustaches you know, facial hair is very critical for outdoor activities. I mean, it's like, you know, people put face paint on. A beard is literally just nature's face paint. I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, to an extent. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm liking these questions yeah, tonight. Sorry, people. It's the two-week, like, getting back into the swing. Ty on the fly asked, why has Landon not gone fishing with me yet after five years of friendship? He doesn't like you. That's not true. I like Ty a lot. He was a great podcast. He was a podcast he guest. Was, I know. He was a great podcast I remember guest. Him. He came up. He was the first one here. That's all right. Landon was he? Landon's yeah. never fished with me either. It's okay, mm-hmm. Ty. It's fine. Yeah. I don't I don't have an excuse. I just, I, uh, it just hasn't happened. Yeah. Probably because he doesn't like me, too. So. I've helped you help other people Hey, fish. I invited you. Did tonight. you? Yeah. You don't remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Right like in the middle I do want to hang out with you. And I invited Ty on the podcast. No, he's talking that's about a- on the podcast. Oh, not, even not fishing. Fishing. <laughs> no, just to go on the podcast. <laughs> he's like, I'll no, talk with fishing, you. Sorry, no. <laughs> I'll talk to you for an hour, but... And <laughs> fish is a lot longer than an hour. <laughs> I, can put up with, I can put up with this idiot for an hour. And the last question, birds, no, bourbon, birds, and bass asked, goals for the new year? Oh, I got a few resolutions. That's a good question. I got to think Cliff about it. says as he walks away. Right. Yeah, I got something to tell you later. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clean out my uh, my. F- uh, freezer of deer meat mm-hmm. by August first is my goal. Wait, but oh, you mean like eat it all? Eat it all. And I was yeah. like, dude, throwing it away would take like five oh, minutes. No, I'm not. Wait, I'm not throwing it away. That's that valuable. That's was, is oh, that yeah. so that you have room in there for next year? That's correct. But I got a lot. Like I got some fish I need to eat. I got some pheasant I need to eat. Just have some stuff that I haven't been super pumped on eating. Um, I might trade you some bird stuff for some fish. Okay. Do you freeze your fish? I also already ate all my chorizo that I got from our deer. I have mm-hmm. not done well, Maybe any we could trade yet. so I could get some more chorizo. <laughs> I would trade chorizo for ground. You know what my dad did? You remember that breakfast casserole he made? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did it with venison. He did it with chorizo this time. It was good. bomb. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Do you have a meat grinder? I do. Is it easy to use? It's not bad. Okay. 
So, Cliff, you were pretty adamant about uh, New Year's resolutions. Yeah, so I have a couple of, like, that's the move. That's what I did yeah. the last time I was here, and I sat on the block. Um, <clears throat> so, one, as I've already told y'all, I have am in the process of trying to move from tobacco. And at this point being the 6th, yeah, 6th of January, I have not had a dip of true tobacco since New Year's Day. Very nice, man. Um, great goal. Are you I, feeling good? You feeling bad? No, I feel friggin' ornery. Ornery? Ornery. I can tell, like, I, I just feel on edge. Mm-hmm. I don't feel, like, super mellow. Yeah. Um, like I normally do. But I am using, in all discretion, using these own pouches things. And there's a couple reasons for that. Mainly, I don't want to be tied necessarily that heavily to a substance. Mm-hmm. And then, B, I would be lying if I didn't say spitting in a tree stand does kind of play an effect of me wanting to quit. Okay, so like it, you know, like hey, I don't want to be spread. I don't want to be spreading my scent. That makes sense. And uh, never spread your scent. No. If if <laughs> I, if I don't have to spit the owns, mm-hmm. then that's fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll try and use that. You have any others? You said uh, you had a couple. I am committing myself to making sure that I go to the archery range for at least one hour of practice every week. That's a good goal. Yeah, for sure. I think I can get on board with that. Um, And then I have a couple other personal ones that I'm not telling people. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I get it. But those are the two that I'm kind of publicizing, mainly for accountability. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if you say it, then it's more accountable. It's true. All the listeners are going to hold you accountable. Yeah, I, I don't know how long this dip one's going to take. I'm going to say probably this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> be out there in the deer stand being like, man. You can do it, Cliff. I believe in you. you Greg, do you have any resolutions? You know, no. I hadn't even really thought about it. It's mm. kind of one of those things. I don't I do not do the resolution thing because I just end up not keeping, keeping them, so... I norm I normally I just, am know. right there with you, but I'm really going to try and focus on these because they're two that A the archery things for me, B the dip thing has partially me and partially like other people who are important to me. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Want yeah. me to not do yeah. that. Yeah. So I can see that. I'm gonna work on that. Zach, anything? No, I'm pretty perfect. <laughs> See, I was gonna say that, but I was trying to be. I mean, you know, look I at mean, that beard. Not, look at right. that hair. It's just like, I mean, hey man, when you're as good as we are, all right. Just like, <laughs> what else you got to do? When you're on top of the mountain, man, there's no place to go. But down, <laughs> but down. Yeah. See, don't shoot for anything. Uh, no, I, um, you know, I do. This year, I'm gonna get addicted to crack cocaine and methamphetamines. <laughs> <laughs> give me a reason to have a New Year's resolution next year. That's what I'm gonna do this addiction. year. <laughs> Find addiction to quit next year. Uh, not realistically, you know, it's same things like work out more. You know, I don't know. See, I would. I need to start working out again. Yeah. I kind of stopped with COVID because they closed down my gym. Yeah. And then I haven't gone back to it since. 
And I know that's not an excuse because I could work out literally in here or do body weight stuff inside the apartment. Yeah. And I just refuse to. Yeah. That's it's like I know I can go run, trail run somewhere, you know, but plus I get home with enough time to do it. But I will also say with resolutions, um, the only ones I've ever like committed to like and fully completed out year round were the fun ones. So when I try to do resolutions, I try to make it something that doesn't necessarily like add too much to my schedule because I think that is That's where a lot of re- resolutions fail. Yeah. And it's something that would be fun. One of my favorite ones I've ever done is I was like, you know, I need to challenge myself in fishing this year. I'm going to catch four new species this year, four new species of fish. Mm-hmm. And it made me, like, go out, search out different waters, and try to catch different fish. And, like, this one with, like, the deer meat, and, like, cleaning out my freezer, it's going to, like, I, I'm cooking anyway, but it's going to make me be creative, more right. creative in cooking. Going to the bow ranges, going to the archery ranges, fun, then I'll be dialed in for bow season next year. And I can actually, like, legitimately go through a bow, bow season because my bow wasn't, like, Sided in truly, so we I never felt good get about you it. New arrows. I got to get new arrows. I just got new strings put on it, and so talk to me after the podcast because I got some stuff I want to work on too that might help you with the arrows. Okay, sounds good. Um, but yeah, that's all the questions. Oh, yeah. What's your resolution? He just. I said the uh, eat the deer meat. Oh, okay. I thought you were and just like talking facetious, like you know, like oh, this is. If I had resolutions, this is what they usually are. But this, yeah. is, you know, that and it sounds like he's on board with the archery thing. Yeah, right? I could yeah. do. I could do it once a week. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, it's not going to take too much time out of my schedule. No, and it's and fine. that's not one I beat myself yeah, out, sure. beat myself up over if I missed a week. You know what I mean? Yeah, so already, it, the cop out is already the cop out. Or I could shoot two <laughs> hours one already week. Giving yourself an easy yeah. Out. yeah easy out. Yeah, but. I'll just make it out with two hours the next week. It's fine. Uh-huh. I wouldn't do that in the gym, though. Oh, if I miss a day, I was like, I'm not working out for two hours the next day. Yeah. I would but, like to fish more. I think that that's actually a real resolution. That I would like to fish more. Mm-hmm. Especially this summer. I would like to f- make myself fish more this summer. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Right now, it's hard. There's so much complaining going on about the guad that I it's hard to get excited with about it. I beach house to take. I know. The, the, the drama Lupe has never been more right. drama-y. Like too, exactly. Is it? Is it? I don't, yeah, it's pretty bad this it's year. It's like so many people just complain about everybody else. I'm like, dude, like that's kind of part of it. Like Just kind of go and have a good time. But because so many people are complaining about it, it's like taking my energy to even go. Honestly, I haven't even thought about going out there this year. Yeah. It's like, I think the last... Two years, I've gone out there, not really caught much, and it's kind of really, like, extinguished my desire to go out there, to well, even be out there. Me yeah. not catching anything doesn't extinguish my desire. It's the all other, the other people that are right. out there and yeah. the crap that goes on right. that extinguishes my desire. But I am going to try out a uh, a state spot this weekend that I haven't been to before. For trout? For trout. Okay. Thanks for that. Like, you're hunting. Goes. You already told me you're hunting. He also already told me he was hunting. Yeah, but you still Greg, didn't if you want to come, you're invited. Really? Oh. Also, yeah. Tyler. Man, history be made right out here on the podcast. Tyler, you're also invited. <laughs> <laughs> Even though this will be after the fact. Also, I'm thinking about uh, taking like a portable stove out there uh-huh. and doing like lemon pepper trout on the uh, on I like cook. the way he's thinking right yeah. now. Nice. He's taking a page from my book. Right? <laughs> So that's that's my plan. I like it. Little, catch clean and cook video. Yeah, right. Yeah, take I might take the drone out. That's oh, some yeah. sweet shots, oh, dude. Man. I'm telling you, take like a Dutch oven, 
Dude. I'm not taking a Dutch oven. Dude, biscuit. Take fine. it, take it in your car. Just take stick it in your sling oven. bag. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. No, just take it in your car. Take like a Dutch oven or something like that. Some lemon, uh, like fresh lemons. Like I was playing from, on it. I said lemon pepper. Do that. And then like, I think it was time or something like that. Not time, T-I-M-E, but take your time and do it like do the like sear the trout in the bottom of the mm-hmm. Dutch oven or in a skillet and then do like biscuits in the Dutch oven oh, and yeah. eat that. Dude, I'm telling you. Put some biscuits in there, man. Biscuits, biscuits in general are just great. I meant to ask you, how'd you do the heart a couple weeks ago? Um, it was so good. It, it was so good, right? I literally just pan seared it. Save your heart. Did you? Um, that's what I was, that's what I'm asking. Did you uh, brine it? I did for, for like maybe twenty. So maybe like I always hours. all my meat I brine in a salt water bath for twenty four to forty eight Wait, hours. All of your meat. All my meat. Even backstrap. Yes. Why? I've never had an issue not brining my my white tail. I've so never even had a case. It makes it so much better. It just makes it, it juicier. It, it does. Really? Yeah, I, yeah. I brine everything too. And it, what it, it does yeah. is it, it it'll actually pulls out some more blood. I didn't know that, but I've heard that. Well, and no, that's why that's why I just use like a salt water bath. Right. Um, I'm not putting like other herbs or anything in it. It's, You're not changing the flavor it's profile. It's purely really. just salt and water. For me, it just seems like it's more work than it's worth because like I love the way venison tastes, just the way it is. As long as I cook it and process it properly, I I, I literally all my meat I. Take when I get home before I vacuum seal it. Uh-huh. What I'll do is I take a big stock pot. Mm-hmm. I'll put all I'll put uh, salt in the bottom of it, just mm-hmm. an, enough. What's your salt to water ratio? I do it based off feel. I can't tell you like how many. I I just three percent. Kids these days. <laughs> Kids these days. <laughs> I literally <laughs> I literally take either a couple of like finger pinches of. Uh-huh. Like coarse sea salt. But what if I have bigger fingers than you? Then it's fine. It's not going to do anything. Uh, or take like the iodine sea salt and yep. then like just kind of shake it into the bottom. Uh-huh. You don't have to cover the bottom, but just get enough in there. Yeah. Fill it, put all, fill it up about that much with water. So about an inch of water okay. on top of it. So cover you, all the meat. So you're not, no, no meat's oh, in it yet. Okay. So that the meat's not sitting directly on the salt and like, Soaking it up right away. Okay. And then I'll kind of stir it around to agitate it. Uh-huh. And then I'll throw all my meat in there and let the water continue to run over it. And then I will put it in the refrigerator for 24 to 48 hours. And then I'll take it out and I'll try. I'm really bad about this step. I'll try and like portion it out. But more often than not, do I just take the whole chunk of meat and vacuum seal it all together? Mm-hmm. And then when I want to, I just make a big meal out of it. I want to try. You know, I'm going to experiment. I'm going to brine one backstrap and leave another backstrap regular and then cook them side by side and see how it goes. To me, it just yeah. pulls out more of the blood and stuff that you I don't want in there. Yeah. And it makes it easier to kind of work with. I started doing it mainly on like ducks and birds because it will actually also help pull out some of that uh, shot uh-huh. from it because I've. I've pulled it out, and when I had all the meat and I was filleting the breast or cutting the breast off, couldn't find any shot in it. And you know there's shot, right. like statistically in 50 dove or whatever it may be from collecting it from, like, you guys or right. something like that and doing it all. 
Um, sti- I'm a headshot only. Statistically, there's going to be mm-hmm. some shot in there somewhere. Right. So what I do is afterwards, if I don't see any, I'll check like the bottom of my pen, and I'll normally find a few like BBs. Little BBs. Huh. Um, I wonder why, because, you know, like, most of the stuff I make is really good, except I've never got a good pot roast. So maybe by brining it, if you say it adds a lot of moisture to it. It does. It, I think it makes it, the meat more moist and, and tender. I think, I think yeah. it helps so tenderize maybe a it a lot. So, like, because my pot roasts are always a little dry, because, like, I cook my venison to, like, 125. Like, medium rare. Kendall likes it that way. I like it that way. No issue with it. But with the pot roast, you cook it all day long until it's all the way cooked. Yeah. And there's just no fat in it, so it's just like this log of meat. It's just never great. Yeah. Um, mm. But with that heart specifically, I used, I think it was Traeger's Big Game Rub okay. on it. How did, you, um, how did you trim it up? That heart? Yeah. I didn't. You didn't cut any of the white fat on it, off of it? Uh-uh. You just, oh, wow. Did you cut it in half and then throw it on there? I cut it in half, and then I cut the halves in halves, and then okay. I cut the halves in halves, so that they were bite-sized. Gotcha. Like sixteenths. That's tough math. For eight. That's quick math right there. Um, it was because like it was very good. Like I've tried heart doing it one reason, time, but by the time I cut off all the first, white, you, uh, it was it frozen. Okay. Um, and the reason that I did that was because I wanted it in bite sizes for all of us. Now, right. if it was just me. And like one other person, I would have just cut it in half and fried it up like that. Um, It was frozen beforehand. I took it out, let it dethaw for like a day or so, and then cut it. And then I just used Traeger's Big Game Rub on it. Which has pretty much everything on it. It, Paprika and sea salt is all that is. And uh, I'm pretty sure that was it. And then came out here. With a cast iron skillet, put it on that camp chef, and then just kind of flipped it. Did it until it, yeah, probably maybe three minutes on each side. Yeah, maybe, mm-hmm. and then served it up. Wow, it was good. Mm. What were we talking about? Got me all excited about eating the hearts that I have in my freezer now. Yeah, yeah, but yours are human. <laughs> 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 Do you really have some like heart in your freezer? Yeah. I've got a pig and a deer heart in my freezer right now. And talk, tongues from both. Talk to me after the podcast. Man. Do you guys deliver? Oh, I Postmates. Deliver. Really? You deliver? <laughs> you guys, Postmate deer hearts. You guys do the liver. No, I, I did. Uh, do we do liver? I yeah. don't do liver. Yeah. I've I pulled the livers out of the pile before, but... I just don't. I don't care for liver. That's it's just not, not my it. thing. Like yeah. some people really enjoy it, I just don't enjoy it. Filter mm-hmm. organs just weird me out. I don't like chicken livers or like gizzards or yeah. anything like that. And you don't like duck hearts either, though. I do like duck hearts. I don't like raw duck hearts. Yeah, I get it. Tomato, uh, tomato. What about the tongues? <laughs> duck tongues. Oh, I've never man. had a duck tongue. Have you seen the inside of the mouth of a bird? They're disgusting. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Oh, um, penguin. It's like. They're like teeth on the tongue. Yeah. It's weird. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's like a but, sarnak, whatever the thing's called. Um, Sarlacc. 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 <laughs> Welcome to the Star Wars <laughs> trivia podcast. <laughs> We've already hit the Razorcrest and the Sarlacc pit tonight. <laughs> what are we talking about? Well, we are going to move knows. on to nobody our topics knows. for the night. <laughs> I liked this just discussing. Are we going to hit topics tonight? I think, yeah. I think this is a good way to like segue into like just the new year 
since we've been off for two weeks. Yeah. I know we're not like necessarily doing doing seasons, but a way to think about it is like this is the start of season two. It's true. Like moving forward, the trial the trial timeline's over. Yeah, like now, hit the ground running. We're in our stride a little bit. We do have some speaking years resolutions. I've been thinking about like honey hole angling stuff, uh-huh. honey hole hangout stuff. Yeah, and uh, we got some cool things in the works right now. That's right. We do. Yeah, get a raven. A raven, <laughs> like a bird, <laughs> is Odin our mascot now? I mean, why not get a raven? Right? You're gonna get something. I mean, <laughs> talk about a good Christmas gift. <laughs> um, but speaking about our regular topics, okay, Zach has requested. Oh yeah, that our audience maybe send in some recommendations on creatures that they would like to have watched on our podcast. For sure, I want to know what you guys. You guys already know and hear about little things all over the world let me know yeah i bet my dad come up with something good oh yeah i'll do the research i just need to know because like, it's it's hard finding new creatures that are different than other creatures i've already done well this isn't like cryptozoology like like the i think you could reach into like mythology creatures too yeah no, but or what, or what like, about there there was i always heard rumors about like a whole troop of monkeys in south texas like down around Catula. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've uh, never seen monkeys in Cthulhu. So, yeah, I would do stuff like that. But there's, like, there's... We did Santa. I've heard lots of rumors about that. I mean, you should... Yeah. I'd love to hear more about that. Did they like, escape from that's the military a good, Like, what the, what's the real deal? What Were there really monkeys around Cthulhu? I don't know. I, mean, I bet they escaped from that research lab that you work at. We also haven't... I don't work at anywhere. We also haven't... <laughs> <laughs> I'm a homeless bum. I work nowhere. We also haven't uh, heard much about aliens either. That might be another... Yeah, but we know how I feel about aliens. <laughs> I don't talk about aliens. It's happening. It, it, you're an alien. He got <laughs> probed by one. And and that's paid, why he doesn't want to talk about it. He paid a man $5. <laughs> yeah, right. Look at the chupacabra. He paid him $5. He said it was a chupacabra tent. Tent ended up being an alien tent. The whole <laughs> <laughs> Anal probes <laughs> happen. Oh, gosh. Oh, that's that's borderline. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, uh, speaking, since we're on the topic of Creature Watch, we'll have Zach start us off. Oh, man. All right. Volume up. You guys ready? All right, you guys ready for Creature Watch Mm -hmm. 2021. All right. So, today, I'm bringing you the story of the Bunyip. Bunyip. Aren't those the things on the bottom of old people's feet? (laughs) (laughs) Not to be confused with bunion. (laughs) Or those tasty O-shaped snacks. Where are you going with that? Funyun. Oh. Oh. Nice. Nice. You you changed too many letters in that one. (laughs) Funyuns do sound good right now, though. Good Funyun. Oh, man. Funyuns are great, though. They are. A bunyip is... uh, It is originally from Australia... And uh, it's kind of like the Aboriginal or like uh, Native Australians word for like devil or evil spirit. So yeah, we're makes sense. Re- hey, bunyip, evil spirit, makes sense. Um, when do you guys think the first sighting of a bunyip was? Well, if it's a devil and Aborigines, I'm gonna 1863. Okay. 1764. Okay. March 2nd. 1942. What? What year? 1642. Mm. If you had split yours and Greg's, you'd be almost there. It was 1818. Nice. Uh, But yeah, so it was 1818. The Bunyip was originally 
they think that what it was was this guy named Bunyip, right? And he was walking around, and there was this spirit in Australia who had this, like, lovely animal pet that it, like, cared for and loved. But Bunyip came over and ate it one day. And like a Vegemite sandwich? Like a Vegemite sandwich, right? Bunyip was like, oh, what's this mythal or beautiful creature thing? So he cooked it up, and he ate it. And uh, wait a second, hold on. He found a mythical creature. He cooked it up and ate it. Yeah, this bunny logical, <laughs> right? So, what else would you do with a this? Mythical might creature? be a warning for our hunting friends who, uh, if you just find a random creature, you don't know what it is, don't eat it. I'm gonna eat a unicorn if I find a unicorn. Well, you know what? There might be some greater spirit out there that has a unicorn as a pet, and it's gonna turn you into a demon. Mm-hmm. Zach will be doing this. You remember the donkey lady? Donkey lady. <laughs> like we've heard had, this before. She had like some Mexican food dish. Donkey lady. Yeah, you remember when we called her? Yeah, so she said chicken no, fried. Chicken fried. Yeah, chicken fried steak and some sweet tea. Oh, that man. sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call him donkey lady. Um, See if she'll come cook. So the, uh, but the bunyip, right? So it was this man, he ate this uh, crazy spirit animal and the owner of the spirit animal, this God thing, cursed bunyip and turned him into this evil demon. And because of his hunger for this crazy animal, the God cursed him to have to eat and have a uh, unfulfillable appetite. So he has to eat constantly. And over time, it has turned him into this awful, ugly creature. That sounds like me. <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> so people say that he, there's many different ways people describe it when they see him. They say he has a dog-like face. He has dark fur, a horse-like tail. Mm-hmm. He has flippers, right? No, I don't have horses. <laughs> no flippers. That's where, that's where they, that's where the similarities start. dark hair. You have like red hair. Yeah. <laughs> he has a walrus-like tusk and a duck-like bill. But some people, (laughs) (laughs) you know what? I don't want to talk about my tusk. (laughs) You screw with uh, the spirit animal and you get every animal thrown in you. Uh, Other people say he has the face of an emu, right? But his beak has these weird serrations like a, uh, like a stingray tail. That's how he, you know, he walks up on something and he just does like a little head throw, head thrust and he gets his prey that way. Uh, he will eat pretty much anything that is in his vicinity, but uh, his favorite are people and children, of course, right? That's mm-hmm. how all these stories go. They people gotta eat, deal. They yeah. got to eat people, right? So, there you see. I'm, ba- I'm back on, I'm yeah. back on board with that. <laughs> back, yeah. back on the similarities. Yeah. Um, Soylent green. It's people. <laughs> it's people. So, spoiler alert. Dang, man. If you ain't figured that one out by now, <laughs> that's not, no, that's a, not a spoiler. Alert. That's just like, eh. Uh, you guys had 30-something years to watch the movie. <laughs> you guys know what year uh, Soylent Green came out? Uh, 1982. Right, but you know what year it was set in? 1989. 20, no, two, 2021. 2021. Oh, man. Soylent Green's people. All right. So, the adventurer who found the original in 1818 found some large bones that look like all these creatures combined. Uh, later, when another adventurer went back out, he said it kind of looked like hippo bones. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's how it always works, too. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> in, 1940, or in 1847, a strange skull was found at the Murrumbidgee River near South Wales, which is in Australia, for those of you guys who didn't know. Uh, it was later put on an exhibit in an Australia museum in Sydney, but um, 
they actually decided it was only a disfigured horse or maybe like a baby cow or a calf. So that's how all these go. Um, non-believers. <laughs> non-believers. I got Skeptics. a new sticker for the table too. Where is it? I think it might be under the board. It oh. says Bigfoot does not oh, believe right in you either. Oh, man. Oh, I like it. Um. So yeah, so I mean that's Bunyip. He's crazy looking. He eats people. He eats everything he can. Don't eat random things you find in the woods, especially if it's an animal you don't know what it is. A god might turn you into a demon. That's but, solid advice. Yeah, right. That's what I felt like too. So pretty interesting stuff. Um, and just like always, there's no fuzzy picture. Mm. There's not no, even a fuzzy. Picture. Not even a fuzzy picture of the Bunyip. Mm. Well, guys, send in your requests for new creatures and. Uh, yeah. Zach will report. We could also turn into like haunted stories too. I thought about that too. Haunted stories sound great. Yeah. Cool. I'll go next. All right. So this one's kind of sad, but um, I can't deal with that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was actually talking to a family member this weekend. Um, who uh, may or may not be in law enforcement. And they were, uh, at the time, they were on s- the search for a missing hunter in Texas. So then they are in law enforcement. This episode is brought to you by Cox Contour TV. Sometimes it's hard to decide what to watch, but Cox Contour TV helps make that decision easier. Enjoy live TV, on-demand programs, DVR recordings, and music all in one place. And only with the sound of your voice with the Contour Voice Remote. Plus, catch the golf and basketball action you've been waiting for on the Contour Sports app. Learn more at coxcox.com slash contour. This episode is brought to you by the NHL on TNT. When it comes to hockey, the Stanley Cup playoffs are built different. Experience the intensity and insanity on the ice and off it. From now through June on TNT and TBS. Get ready for seven game rounds of knockdowns, dragouts, pressure, and agony as teams go head to head without ever letting up. The Stanley Cup playoffs are known for more than just a few cracked ribs and black eyes. Pushing through the pain is the name of the game. With so much edge of your seat action, you'll refuse to shave or change your jersey. Don't say we didn't warn you. Ready to feel the rush? Watch the Stanley Cup playoffs now on TNT and CBS. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. so uh, uh, it it, it kind of got pretty uh, big media attention why he was missing because uh, Casey Donahue um, knows the gentleman who was missing, so he put out put out like a big you know social media thing to help find uh this gentleman uh who went missing um it was his friend's dad um he was hunting a deer lease on new year's eve he was hunting at a deer lease on new year's eve um and this first article is just like about uh casey's uh social media push to help get people to to search they needed four wheelers it was on a big ranch they needed four wheelers they needed people people had been searching all night so they needed a new crew um, and they actually got way more people than anticipated because of that. Um, but um, the gentleman, uh, Ronald Craig, 
Um, the search was on went on for two days. He was hunting a deer lease on December 31st, New Year's Eve. Um, he had shot a hog. He was in a blind. He had shot a hog. And uh, they... He went down to the hog, and there's, like, a game camera f- picture of him, like, next to the down hog, ad- admiring the hog. And then when he went off camera, no one ever saw him again. Wait, so they have a picture of him with his animal. With his animal on game camera. He started his five-point cr- subscription. His what? His five-point subscription mm, like yeah. we did but then he just like and then just he, he just went off when he went off camera disappeared they couldn't find him for two days okay um uh and there was a bad storm winter storm that night so mm. like when people realized like oh he should be back by now it's way past dark they right. went out there couldn't find him found the animal found the game cam footage and like okay what's going on right um so they put out this big search a lot of people on horseback a lot of people on four wheelers the whole community kind of came together um to, to help find him. Um, and on uh, January 2nd, they found him, and he had passed from hypothermia. And what they think is he went in the opposite direction of his vehicle, so they think he got turned around and then um, couldn't like couldn't find his way back, basically. Right. I think they said they found him two miles away from the... So he kind of wandered for about two miles in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of passed from hypothermia. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was that time that you know I, w- I went to my dad's on uh, uh, New Year's New weekend. Year's, yep. There was snow on the ground. They had lost power by for like thirty. My dad had lost power for thirty hours. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really cold, um, and so I know up north like they got like blistering cold um, weather. Yeah. A lot of power outages. A lot of a lot of crazy things happening. So this was recent. This was recent. This was on Jan. This they found him on this January second. Like, re- like last couple of days. Yeah, last couple of days. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was like an older yeah. story. And uh, it was in Crowell, Texas. Okay. Which I'm not exactly 100 percent sure where that is, but uh, after that conversation I had um, with family member, I was like, this could be an interesting story to talk about on yeah. on patrol because it was such a big effort and he was talking about For it. For sure. So, um, yeah. Um, really sad, but, um, yeah, just sad. Uh, just make sure you guys, you know, uh, there's like, uh, on X and stuff like that. You, you know, phones have GPS now. Yeah. Those are good tools to have in a situation like this. Also too, I would really stress, make sure that somebody knows where you're at and where you're going and when you plan on being back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Super important. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Kane Brown got lost on his own 40 piece. Or forty acre property, yeah. I mean, like like weird stuff happens, but you can do do what you can, I guess. To, um, mm-hmm. So that speaks more of him than anything else. <laughs> yeah, right. Forty acres ain't that bad. But dark, cold. You know, this gentleman was older, but um, yeah, I think people knowing where you are, and it sounded like they did because they they hopped on it pretty quick. Yeah. Um, as far as he's not back now, he should be back. We had to do that for you when you were messing around with your tree stand. We were getting kind of worried because you were an hour late, so. No, we, 45 minutes we, we were we were driving out to check on you uh, make sure there wasn't you well, had yeah, snacks cause it, yeah because you never know when you go out there you get up make there make sure you had get snacks a little hot. you were mm-hmm. driving back on the, on the uh, mule 
It's probably when you change the miles per hour to kilometers per hour. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why it took me so long. That's right. Got out there, got a little woozy, and you're like, miles per hour. No, 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 no. That's all wrong. He's like, I'm not traveling fast enough in miles per hour, so I'm going to switch it to kilometers per hour. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I was hauling back pretty fast mm. at that point because I was like, crap, I'm late. I was legitimately worried. Were you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Just because the last time I was you went more, out there to hang up the, tr- the yeah, deer just because of what happened the time before. Yeah, yeah I did almost. Pass and you out were by that yourself. Time. That yeah, time. came with snacks and stuff. Yeah, those little you know tree saver things aren't that strong. Oh, they're pretty good, um, but <laughs> no, this time there's just that whole tree is just completely brushed out now. So it's good. It's. Did you find a way to get um, it level? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I got it. It's. I'm pretty excited about that spot, especially after seeing that buck there too. Oh yeah! All right, we ready need, for yeah, ready for Cliff's Cliff, part. Cliff's conservation. Just need oh, Landon and Carson not to shoot it. Yeah. Oh, I'm shooting it. I feel- <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> wow, that was loud. <laughs> that was my temper going off. If Landon shoots my buck. <laughs> I'm hunting that cliff right above your tree stand. It's a sensitive button. I'm not hunting your spot. Your spot's like 30 yards. I'm looking like 100, 200 yards out. Don't worry. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't hunting your little pat, patch of grass that you can see from your tree. Come on. I'm man. hunting way out there. Come on, man. Somebody say something explosive. <laughs> All right. So I'm, I'm taking a laser way out and I'm going to read a uh, article from the WWF and that is not the World Wrestling oh, yeah. Federation. It is <laughs> the World Wildlife Federation. <laughs> is this the one with the panda? Yes, the panda. Oh, the okay. panda people. Yeah. Oh. Not the Hulk Hogan's and oh, Stings yeah. and all that. Yeah. The old school oh, that, That's more Kool-Aid. That oh, was man. NWO yeah. though. Man, why, why they, whatever happened to that? Kool-Aid? No. You still get it. You go rage. Cool. It's sure thing. WWF, NWO. Like, now it's all WWE. Yeah, they all got bought out because they slowly lose money. Because uh, of the World Wildlife Federation. They were like, people are getting wrestling of pandas confused. <laughs> <laughs> People putting pandas in a ring, making them fight. I'd pay to see that. A couple of pandas. Yeah. Probably just sneeze on each other. All right. So this article is from theworldwildlife.org. Um, and, or World Wildlife Fund, WWF, worldwildlife.org is their URL. And the article is entitled, Eyes on Recovery, Using Wildlife Insights to Monitor 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 australian wildlife impacts by the brush fires this is dated december 17th 2020 and was written by abby hemeyer h-e-h-m-e-y-e-r so now we've cited it wwf and uh conservation international supported generously by google's philanthropic arm google.org are launching an eye on recovery. One of the most extensive extensive post-fire surveillance pro- programs ever undertaken in Australia. Last summer, Australia's brush fires were some of the worst in living memory. 
a staggering 3 billion animals uh, were estimated to be in the path of the flames. Through this project, WWF, via a network of local partners, will install more than 600 camera traps in brush fire affected areas across Australia. To monitor and evaluate this, uh, the surviving animal populations. Images captured by the cameras will be analyzed by wildlife insi- in be analyzed in wildlife insights, a groundbreaking cloud platform that uses artificial intelligence and machine learning technology to identify the animals detected in each photo. Wildlife insights have been trained to identify more than 700 different species, but this is the first time the platform will be tested on Australia's unique wildlife. The first cameras have already been installed on Kangaroo Island, half of which, that sounds like a fun place. Kangaroo Island? Yeah. Now, do you think it's like there's a bunch of kangaroos there, or do you think you have to hop everywhere you go? Both. Well, I, can, I can get real tired after a couple hops. <laughs> yeah. I'm about three hops in, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not, gonna lie. not going any further. No, I'm done. This Take is it. Me off. <laughs> Take me off. <laughs> I'm breaking the rules. I'm walking out of here. <laughs> half of which was consumed in last year's fires. To monitor species that are critically endangered, Kangaroo Island, Dunnart, uh, these tiny marsupials are about the size of a mouse, making them very hard to find across large landscapes. Before the brush fire, there was an estimated to be fewer than 500 Kangaroo Island Dunnarts on an island uh, and on the island, and almost all of their habitat was impacted by the burn. Our network of cameras will act as eyes on the ground, helping us capture any rare Dunart sightings. However, manually sorting through thousands of cameras, traps, images is increasingly time-consuming on the scale of the fire damage, so severe that uh, scientists are still in the field one year later conducting ecological assessments, wildlife insights uh, powered by Google artificial intelligence technology will allow us to automatically sort through images and quickly get information into the hands of those who need it. Hmm. Uh, Camera trapping is unarguably one of the most powerful methods we have to quantify wild animal populations, but processing and analyzing the information is slow and time intensive. Says... Arnold Lit, uh, WWF senior conservation <laughs> scientist. <laughs> Wildlife insights will help us to quickly make sense of this mountain of information in a fraction of time so that our team can make better information decisions or better informed decisions. Data collected through this project will help us to measure the impact of the 2019-2020 fires on Australian wildlife, on Australian wildlife, analyze whether uh, wildlife populations are recovering, and improve the resilience of those ecosystems by influencing management decisions in real time. This information will be integrated into a wildlife fire recovery tool that will provide data-based recommended recommendations for managing post-fire recovery of wildlife in Australia and hopefully be scaled to future fire crises around the world. 
that's it. So in summary, uh, the Australia wildfires, they're using game cams. Um, and then, like, I guess they created some algorithms to process the images faster so they have better real-time data. Through Google, Through which Google. I wonder, since Google has is essentially, like, free platforms, if we don't have access to that as, like, ourselves. Yeah. But the idea Google of Google search, man. The idea of using, uh, like, game cams to collect all this data, it's pretty interesting to mm-hmm. me. Especially yeah. as I'm starting to pedal in, like, game cams. Yeah. And utilizing them. Well, then, so, okay. Play devil's advocate. What, uh, what are the ethical implications of using game cams to this extent? Well, for them, I don't really see any ethical implications. Implications, right? For them, I agree because uh, they're they're trying to you know save a species and, and benefit that. Uh, but from like a hunter standpoint, for sure. yeah. So there are is a lot of I don't think that there's any like mm-hmm. true, but there are sectors of people as there are in everything who say, oh, game cams are kind of cheating because right. it essentially does like a time stamp when those animals are out there. Right. Um, you can learn their patterns. Yeah, but you can learn not, their patterns. You're, you're not going to be able to say, okay, that animal is always going to be in this spot at 1048. For sure. Correct. It's just not, it doesn't work that way. But no. that's what, and even if it does, there's still a lot of things that can go wrong as far other as the goes. Yeah. There's weather, you know, and there's people, the, the animals will smell you. Hunter pulling a shot. Like, there's yeah. a million things that can happen. There's, right. I 100% agree with you, but I'm just, I'm playing, like, he's yeah. trying to play devil's yeah, advocate. I am showing. What some arguments There's other are. sides of it. Yeah. For um, sure. Because with the introduction of cellular cameras, that's where I've seen it really take off more so. But all their arguments that they have would be conducted even on a standard camera basis. Yeah. Now, I think of cameras as a tool in the arsenal to use because it's not guaranteeing anything. It's not no. changing the fair chaseness of hunting. Yeah. But what, I mean, okay. Somebody though, with deep pockets could buy hundreds of cameras, line them up in a way in a field where essentially they're getting like a live 3d image of what's happening in the field all the time. Yeah, or I in, mean, I guess you know, they could, but, and that's like a super hypothetical, you know, somebody, yeah. some rich guy is going to get out there and hunt, which probably wouldn't happen. Well, anyway. the same yeah, but those rich guys aren't going to do that. Those rich guys are going to go pay to go, Watch yeah, the deer gonna, come up to him yeah. with a handful of corn, and yeah, yeah. they go to some game ranch. The same conversation is happening with drones and like fishing. Is it ethical to like fly a drone, look for fish, and then go over there? Go and over now, there. is that more salt based, or is that kind of everything? People are doing freshwater and salt water. Really, yeah. you get that bird's eye view in a river. You know, like fish at a bird's eye view are pretty dang viewable. Even That's trout, true. which are very concealable. Yeah, you, can um, you can see things very well at a bird's eye view. Now, when we're like ground level and looking in the water from an angle, pfft, you know, they blend yeah. in super well. Yeah. But bird's eye view of stuff gets you really, really detailed images and you can get a, you can get a good idea of what's going on. I, uh, I honestly don't think that there's an ethical issue surrounding game cameras yeah like i think that they're i think of them as a tool of course i'm not i don't have them up everywhere but i think it's a fun way to watch and monitor what's going on on the properties that you interact with yeah i I, I think you get an idea of, of what kind of animals are showing up in the area that you're hunting and i think most people who use them 
end up being more selective in the animals that they hunt. So you have a game cam and say it's in a prime spot Mm -hmm. and there's 50 deer for some reason. There's just plenty full of deer coming up. There's 50, could be 10, whatever. Out of those people who are hunting them and utilizing them like that tend to find one. And that's the one that they hunt. Right. So then they go and they sit over exactly where the camera is or whatever and hunt. And they might not draw their bow back, raise their rifle or whatever tool that they're using unless it's that one particular deer. Right. And that could last for seasons. And typically deer they're hunting too are bigger, older deer. Correct. I think of it, I think, like I said, I think of it as a management tool. Mm -hmm. And it's a way, yes, in like our level of hunting, it could just be a great way to see if there's even deer there, what's coming up, getting a feel, starting to learn and understanding the animal more. But people who are utilizing them as like Zach, you're saying, I guarantee you they're looking for a specific they're looking Animal. for Ted. Yeah. They're not, you know, they're not going out there and just. Yeah. They're not going out there to shoot Jim. They're going out there to shoot Ted. Yeah. yeah. And that's all. I think that's on the fringes. Cause I think most of the people that are using game cameras are doing what you're talking about. Cliff. They're just looking yeah. to see Seeing what's, what's going out there. They're like, is this even yeah. a good spot? I don't know. Right. I yeah. can't be there 24 yeah. seven. I, I get to hunt two for weekends sure. a year and I want to know what's coming out in these spots. Right. Yeah. I think that's like you said, most people get one or two weekends a year to hunt. And so they're going to take advantage of it yep. in every way they can. And I'm, Absolutely. yeah, I'm all for game cams. I'm just, like I said, playing devil's advocate to see at what point does it there, limit there their are, chase. There know? are those arguments being made. Right. And I just, I think of it as dumb hipster hunters who are trying to be better than yeah. the community that they're in to feel more elitist. Right. Getting out there with some spears just to kind of say like, Hey, I'm doing it. The yeah. Way. It's, it's like I'm hunting with throwing knives. This <laughs> yeah. year. It's, it's yeah. like, it's like a uh, Gabe said, uh, at what point is it only hunting with a spear and a loincloth? Right. The only ethical way to hunt. Because mm-hmm. that was what was first of you know, right. It's the one that has the most chance of the animal escaping. Yeah. Right. Well, but while we have a little bit of time, Greg, I wanted to ask you about yeah. your drawn hunt. Oh, yeah. And oh, you I, drew a hunt. And I, I wanted did. to have you talk through the whole process of, like, picking what hunt you wanted to do, getting in the process, and, like, getting drawn. This because I've never, <laughs> I've never, like, drawn a hunt, and I think the process is kind of confusing, personally. It is a little bit. It so I'd, it'd be really awesome if you would kind of walk us Oof. through that. Yeah, so there was, there really was a lot to it. It really was pretty confusing. Um, and honestly, the way I picked which, which hunts I put in for, it was just kind of, it was really based on my schedule and what was the kind of the cheapest ones to go on because some of them were really expensive to go on. Some of them were, so didn't cost anything. Other, th- You're talking about other than the price of actually putting your name in the hat, mm. there was costs on top of that? Yeah, so... I don't think I knew that. I thought that yeah. the cost that you paid and everything else was just Texas State paid for it. No, so you put in for a hunt. Uh-huh. You know, maybe you put in your 10 or 5 or 15 or even no money right. for some hunts, right? On oh. top of that, you actually, for some hunts, you have to buy a permit 
once you've been drawn. So I was drawn for the Aransas Wildlife Refuge okay. uh, bow hunt. Yep. It was, I think, I don't know, $10 or $15 to put my name in the hat. But once my name was drawn to buy the permit to actually go hunt was, I think, $130. Oh, dang. Yeah. So not all of them were that expensive. Some of them, there was no permitting permitting fee. Okay. Some of them, uh, and is that all the cost outside of getting yourself there? Yeah, that was it. Okay, so but even compared to like any a other hunt, hunt or like a ranch, oh it's yeah, it still was still a lot less expensive. Very accessible, okay. very approachable. I thought when you were saying that you had to pay for it, it was like, oh, you paid five dollars to put your name in the hat, but then once they draw your name, it's eight hundred dollars, thousand dollars. You know, well, no, and maybe even one hundred and thirty dollars would dissuade more people from putting their name in the hat, right. and then you have better odds. Well, so you don't, you have the option to or to not buy that permit if you get drawn. So say I was drawn, I could I could just ignore it and not buy the permit, and then they'd go into a secondary draw process and then say, draw Zach, and then Zach would have a... A, a, a chance, a, a chance. window to yeah, buy my permit. Exactly. Okay. So, you know, the, so that happened. I, I drew, I got drawn. I went ahead and paid for my permit because I thought this would be really awesome. Right. It's, it's a huge piece of property, really neat. Uh, but I've been out there before, but I've never been in the backcountry area where right. they're hunting. Um, then they have a, um, they do some stuff like they, they published a, a video with all the do's and don'ts mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, anybody who's hunted on Texas uh, public lands knows each unit you hunt has a whole lot of very different do's and don'ts, whether it's um, what you can and can't shoot, what you can and can't shoot those things with, right. what kind of, you know, hunter's orange you need to wear. How much uh, of it. How much of it, yeah, and, you know, whether you can bait, whether you can't bait, all those different things. There's lots of different regulations that go along with each one of those. Uh, so, you know, they really set forth out in these videos what you can and can't do mm-hmm. and when you can and can't be there, when, uh, you know, so they had like a scouting period the weekend before where you could come out with somebody else to help you scout and set you know, kind of figure out your places if you wanted to set up a tripod or some things like that mm-hmm. um, and all those kinds of deals. And uh, once those, once you saw those videos and got all the regulations and learned how to check in, because there was a whole lengthy check-in process, not lengthy, I shouldn't say lengthy, but you did have to check in and out every day, you know, which made sense because right. they want to know if you were on the property or not on the property. And the hunts during the week. No. Well, okay, so the hunt was from um, a weekend through the next weekend. Oh, so, so yeah. you had a full seven days. Uh-huh. Actually, it was like 10 days. Really? So it was yeah, you're out there like, for a while. So it was from like a Friday to a Sunday or something like that. Mm. Yeah, so I, I didn't get to hunt the entire time, obviously, because, you know, I work for a living. But right. uh, Do you? Yeah, I sort of. I just played with monkeys and blew stuff up. Well, yeah, but because that's what kind of stops me from signing up every year is just because the dates are always so hard to work with. It's well, yeah, like, so that's that's what really dictated which hunts I signed up for, which hunts I didn't sign up for. I would go and look and when uh, when the hunts fell and when you know what the dates were and you know and how they fell on my calendar personally for weekends or non weekends and stuff like that. This one just happened to line up pretty well, and it was a couple weekends in there, and thankfully. Uh, there's a beach house we have accessible that's not far from there, so I didn't have to, you know, do any kind of lodging or anything like that. And um, could you camp out there if you wanted to? No. Okay, so you're not you're not allowed to camp. No, there's no camping on site. 
It's uh, the, the the wildlife refuge. Just I don't think they have any camping at all, anyways. So, but you think during this so, week that they would let people go out there? Like you could have brought a week's worth of stuff and just camped out the whole time. Yeah, that'd have been great, but I don't, they didn't really allow for that. Yeah, you had to. So, be, what did most people that were hunting do? Like hotels or camp somewhere else? Or? Know, that's, a, that's a good question. I don't really know. Hmm. I, I would just assume. Friends. Yeah, I didn't talk to anybody. I mean, <laughs> come on, that's ridiculous. No, I, I, there was some really nice people out there I talked to, but I, I just assumed uh, because it, it was pretty close to Rockport. Mm-hmm. And Rockport has a lot of like lodging that aren't super crazy. Yeah, expensive. yeah, they have a lot of those like little kind of cheaper hotels that people or even do. Airbnb and yeah, stuff too. Yeah, so crazy. I just assume people did that. And uh, so you would check in every day. Yeah, check in every day early. You know, pre sun up, you go in there, and there's a line of trucks going in, and and you had access to the whole backcountry, and there was a lot of accessible roads, and they had they did a really good job lining out and marking. Which roads you could drive down, which roads you couldn't drive down, where you're mm-hmm. allowed to, you know, park your vehicles and not. Now, and did everybody have their own specific spot to park? No, you just one lump sum and you just head out this direction. Like you get this. Here's sixty four thousand acres. Uh huh. Go. Really? How many people were out there that weekend uh, hunting? Do you think? I think they that all week? in all that hunt drew. I think somewhere near like two hundred guys, two hundred folks. Oh wow. Yeah, I was. I thought it was like twenty people. No, so it's quite no, a few. There was quite a few people there. Okay. But I mean, if you think sixty-four thousand, right? Like you're not really going to run into anybody, especially if everybody's yeah. bow hunting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I crossed paths with some people while I was there, mm-hmm. and I kind of did a little e scouting and tried to figure out where I wanted to go, and I'd maybe go to that spot. And there'd be a bunch of people there, so I'd hit another spot and go over there, and I ended up finding a couple places where I didn't see anybody the entire time I was there. Yeah. But, Could uh, you bring an ATV or a, no. um, a bike or anything like that? Uh, bicycles, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, but any kind of motorized vehicles were not allowed. Okay. Uh, I ended up on my feet. The whole time? All the time. Yeah. Just I'd, I'd drive as far as I could, as deep as I could into the areas that I didn't think anybody would be in. I found a couple fire breaks that really people weren't in for whatever reason. And uh, I just parked. Hopped and, out. And walked. Yeah. And... Um, it was nice, easy walking. Obviously, there's not a lot of elevation change down at the coast, so you're just kind of cruising along. Uh, it was a hard hunt because the uh, the oak kind of scrub brush stuff was really thick, yeah. and uh, it, it made for a really hard time just doing this kind of the traditional spot and stalk. You couldn't get to a higher vantage point and glass out for um, And you, know, you use a trad bow. Mm, yeah, I do. I use a recurve bow. And, is that uh, going to change this year? Nah, I'm sticking with my recurve bow, man. I love <laughs> Did you see anything? Thing. Did you yeah. see any game while you were out there? And what uh, was that like? Actually, the the most exciting part of the entire trip was when uh, I was walking. I was starting to walk back uh, one of my last days there. And um, I was walking down this fire break, kind of minding my own business. And I was thinking, ah, this, this is it. I'm done. Trip's over. Just heading back. And I'm just kind of moving along and not particularly being quiet, not particularly being trying to be stealthy. I was just cruising along and I hear some rustling in the brush and uh, then I hear some oinking and <laughs> things like that. I'm like, oh, okay, pig. So I kind of hunker down for a second, listen to where he's coming from and it's starting to sound like he's coming right at me. And 
he was on the other side of the fire break for me. So I figured the best thing I can do is go get right up against that side because if he pops out, maybe I'll get a chance for him to you know pop out in the fire break and before he sees me, maybe get a shot off. Well, sure as sure as can be, he pops out like twenty feet from me. After a bunch of clamoring through the brush, he pops out and. I'm down on my knees and I pull my, I've got my bow about half draw when he comes out and I'm just getting all the way, all the way to full draw, which for a trad bow is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm holding all 60 pounds at that point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he see, he turns, he sees me. And before I can even let the arrow go, he bolts right back into the brush. And I'm telling you that that was probably more, even more exciting than, even sticking him because at that point I was about three miles from my truck and that one dragged you back. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if I had stuck him, I had to like do the hands and knees crawls back into the Oak, Oak scrub to find him. And close encounters with pigs are exhilarating. It was, it was exciting. How close was he? 20 yards, man. Yeah. Man. I mean, he was close. Yeah. And, uh, it was exciting. It was a lot of fun. And, I, you know, the whole trip was, it was that kind of excitement the whole time. Cause I, you were, I was exploring things I'd never seen before, exploring property that I'd never been on. I would, you know, scare up a little, uh, it was the first time I ever saw a bobcat out, out in the wild. Oh yeah. Yeah. So That's it was like cool. really neat. I just, I was walking down one of these fire cuts and bobcat popped out and I sat there and watched him with my cheap little binoculars and, uh, Made me want to get new, new, better binoculars, which I did. Uh, <laughs> did you? What'd you get? Uh, some loophole, uh, loophole ten by forty twos. They were the guide pros. I don't know. That's what I have. I would have let you borrow if you would have let me. That's okay. It's asked. nice having your own now. No, yeah, I mean, no, it is. It was one of those things. They were. I, I found them on sale for Black Friday, and they were a really good price. I was like, I'm just gonna buy them. I think glass is one of those things that I wouldn't ever borrow from someone because there's so much potential for it to just yes go wrong. Yeah, and know. I would feel horrible if I broke a friend's yeah. piece of equipment. Absolutely, like absolutely. Well, that sounds like a fun hunt. Uh, so, what could you shoot, and what couldn't you shoot? So it was uh, deer and pig. Is it whitetail deer? White, yeah, whitetail yeah. only down there. So it was whitetail and pig. You could, I think it was. They have javelinas there. Yeah, but they were protected in that area, okay. so you couldn't shoot any javelina. No small game. Are there no guy there? Uh, no, there, okay. there's no nil guy. That, that's not far enough south. Okay, that, the, the nil guy are down kind of like Jack got a nil guy hunt. He did. Oh, really? So that was at yeah. the Laguna Atascosa, which is down closer to Brownsville, kind of ish area. Gotcha. Did he get one? I don't think no, so. No, he did not. He did not. Um, so that was a lot of fun. I will definitely be putting my name back in the hat for that I hunt again. A bit. Jack, call me. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that uh, at those coastal plain hunts, a tripod is everything. Really? Yeah. I I think I would have been... Like a tripod stand. Yeah, a tripod stand, because there's no trees to put anything in. As a matter of fact, you're not allowed to put any stands in a tree. I, I didn't know if you meant tripod as in, like, for your binoculars or tripod stand. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, tripod for your binoculars is kind of pointless. Really, glassing is almost ineffective out there 100 effective it's just there's no you can't get high enough to see anything to go stalk up on it so you'd bring a tripod stand out there pop yeah. it up and then just kind of 
uh, post out mm-hmm. and wait. Yeah, I think I would come out on the scouting weekend, the weekend before, uh-huh. go set up my tripod and find some good game trails and, and set it up. Yeah. I'm just going to hang out. Yeah, I think that would be a really good tactic. But this is a hunt that you're not allowed to have a guest on no. either. No. Even to help you pack out? Nope. No. So when you're on your scouting weekend and your scouting time, you're allowed to have somebody with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but during the hunt itself, you're not allowed to have Just by yourself. Else. Yeah, you're all by yourself. I was really hoping I could bring someone along with me. I wanted to bring Cliff or Jack or right. you know, one of you guys, whatever, and, and just you know enjoy and share the experience because right. it's a lot of fun. It was right. Well, that, that made people get drawn every year. So that's yeah. is, that, is that one bow only, archery only? That one was an archery hunt. Mm-hmm. They do have rifle hunts out there. On that same property. Uh, yeah, I didn't know about it. I don't, I don't think I really remember seeing it on the list. I don't. Maybe I just didn't catch it because I was just looking for bow hunts yeah. for that particular time. But uh, yeah, they did have a rifle hunt. I think the next weekend mm. or something like that. But uh, it was it was a lot of fun. And I do agree though that the let me process. Ask, for, let me ask you this: yeah. Do you think you would have been more successful as the rifle hunt, or do you think that? Yeah it would have played out the same. I think it would have played out about the same. Which is a tough hunt. Yeah, I mean. All those public land hunts are just tough. They are. There's, there's a lot of pressure on public lands in Texas because there's not a lot of it. But, uh, you know, maybe that pig that popped out, maybe I would have had the, you know, the kind of snap shooting confidence to just just send a round out at him. But, you know, who knows? Maybe it would have been a bad shot. Yeah. I, I think. A bad shot's worse than a miss. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think it would have uh, played out pretty much the same. I don't think I would have been more successful because uh, I never really got a chance. I never saw any animals that were like a hundred yards out that I could have got a shot at it with a like, gun. No, nah. yeah, had it been nah. any different, nah, it would have been about the same. So I, and I don't feel like I, I missed out because I didn't have a rifle. I feel like everything was as good as it possibly could have been for the first time being out there. Definitely do it again. Um, I would have gone out with you scouting. Yeah, I, I didn't have time to go out for the scouting weekend. I had something going on the weekend before or something like that. Or yeah, I, I didn't realize. I don't think I realized that I could go out there the weekend before, mm-hmm. honestly. Did anybody you see out there have success? Or did they tell you any success? Like, I, I talked to a couple people that said they shot pigs, but they didn't have a pig in the back of their truck. So I don't know if it was like the weekend before, or if they were mm. just kind of blowing smoke. Right. Or, Probably blowing smoke. Yeah. Cause it was honestly, it was tough hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, the first, first couple of places that I, I went into that from the, the Google maps and the e-scouting looked really solid. I mean, they looked great. And then I got out there and it was shoulder high grass mm. as far as you could see. I don't know. I it think it's tough. I think an issue with pigs, like, they said they shot a pig, but there wasn't one in the back of the truck. But I think the issue with pigs is a lot of people here don't eat them. Like a lot of people yeah. everywhere don't eat wild pig. Which I don't understand. Either do I, because it tastes just like regular pork to me. It's delicious, yeah. Yeah, so I think what a lot of people, they could have, uh, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're the ones that don't eat the pigs. And what they did is they shot one for the fun of it and then threw it out for the wildlife to take so care of. you're not allowed to do that down there uh-huh. so, so had they, they done that you know maybe they did i who knows but you're not allowed to do that you have mm-hmm. to if you shoot something you have to make a concerted effort to really go out and get your game and you can't just leave it lie just because you because i know a lot of people who shoot at a good number of pigs and i don't think that they eat them i think that they just ditch them 
Oh, sure. Yeah, I know a lot of private land people would just shoot them and just let them lie. Mm-hmm. They don't want to mess with them. But to me, I'll always clean a pig. Heck yeah. At I least get the hands delicious. the back straps. Yeah. At least. Despite getting fleas in your beard. And <laughs> but yeah, the, but if you... The thing, like, I know a lot of game, like, people like to let it sit for a little bit. I don't agree with it. I like to clean it out as soon as possible. But pigs especially, like, I know people who will shoot them and then they'll pull them back somewhere and then continue to hunt and then go yeah. back and clean them all. No, yeah. if I shoot a pig, I want to take it back and I want to clean it then because yep. the fleas, the ticks, and everything will stay on it. Mm-hmm. And you. if you get until that they realize that that food source is gone, and then that's when they'll start jumping off. So if you can get in there and clean it, like skin it down and drop that hide into a bucket or somewhere else, and then you go into like actually cleaning it, I I didn't get any ticks or fleas on me yeah. when I cleaned mine. Oh, I had. <laughs> but so, but Greg, you said the yeah. process is pretty strenuous and follow. There's a it sounds like there's a lot of rules. There are there are a lot of rules because there, be there's careful. a lot of people out there, mm-hmm. and you know you got to be careful. You got to be safe. They don't want anybody getting hurt. They don't want you know people getting their driving their trucks off where they shouldn't be and getting stuck in the mud or getting you know mm-hmm. whatever you know. So yeah. they they really have to account for uh, the dumbest person out there mm-hmm. and so they have to make all the rules according to that person mm-hmm. and so you just really have to be mindful of all those things like you know wearing your uh, all your oranges and wearing you know doing all the safety things because that that's what most of the rules are about all the safety stuff and then not tearing up um tearing up all the roads and tearing up all the property and shooting things you shouldn't be shooting yeah and so, yeah, I a think lot of common sense. It is a lot of common sense, but there's but they got to play to the lowest common denominator. Exactly, exactly. There's also a lot of rules on just what you can and can't do while you're there. Yeah, you know, so yeah, you can't leave your your blinds set up for you know you can't you can't go out and throw out twenty blinds and you know expect nobody to you know go and hunt them. You know, right. you, I think you were allowed like two blinds, which is the issue on all public land here. Like, they, yeah, there's a rule of you can leave a stand up in a tree for like three days. I think it is without it being an issue. It depends on where you go. But yeah. I'm, I'm I'm speaking of one particular spot. But I know people who leave stuff up there all season sure. long. Yeah, and. I know people who will get mad if someone's hunting their stuff, but it's on public land and you're not hunting it. They have as much right to it as you do Absolutely. at that point. And if you didn't have your stuff there, then maybe they would have had their stuff up in there, but they saw, yeah. I'm not going to do the work of putting in a tree stand right here. There's Absolutely. already one here. Absolutely. So. But yeah, I, I, I would felt really fortunate to draw for it. Hopefully, I can get drawn for something again next year. I'll definitely put my hat in for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, most a lot of them are free. There's a few that are five bucks. The, yeah, none of them are for the draws are too expensive. Right. No. But you don't have to I pay anything until issue. after you get drawn. Yes, yeah, the permitting that's at, after you get drawn that can get a little pricey for some of them. Yeah, not all of them. Some of them it doesn't cost any more. I think some of the more expensive ones to put your hat in for, uh, put your name in the hat in. Um, Anyways, uh, they don't have a big permitting fee after the fact. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, but most of them, I, I would feel comfortable saying, without a shadow of a doubt, all of them are under twenty bucks. Yeah. 
put your name in the hat. Yeah. Yeah. To put oh, yeah. your name in the hat. Absolutely. And we have a. Um, and most of them are like three to five or free. And we have a lottery system too, in the sense of like, if you put in this year, you don't win one. Next year, your name gets put yep. in twice, right? No. Uh, I don't know if it's your name gets put in twice. I don't know how the loyalty they they call it loyalty. That's points. what it is. Yeah, I don't know exactly how they that how that whole waiting system works. And it's different state by state too. Yeah. And I forget. What I tried it is. to. I talked to somebody at TBWD and tried to get kind of how that whole thing was weighted and figured out, but uh, I didn't get a really good explanation. But I, essentially, because you've drawn a hunt, you go back to the bottom of the list. So the next year for be, that unit. Oh. Just that unit, not yep. for in total. Yeah, so if he puts in for the Neil guy hunt down in South, South It'll Texas. still be, you know, compounded yep. or however it yep. is, just like normal. Okay. Yeah, so cool. if I go ahead, like, I, I put my name in for probably 20 hunts this, right. this last year. I got drawn for Aransas, so all my loyalty points for Aransas went away. But I will have, you know, one loyalty point for all the other hunts right. going mm. into next year. Cool. And I'll put my name in the hat for those again, and so it'll kind of... You just kind of keep building on it. Yeah, and then eventually it'll wait me enough to where I'm more than likely going to get drawn mm. for it at some point. Yeah. However that works. Cool. Thanks for sharing, Greg. Yeah. Well, guys, I think we're at about time. Uh, some quick uh, advertisements for ourselves. We have a Facebook, Instagram, YouTube channel, all that fun stuff, and a website. Honey Hole Angling. Honey Hole Angling. Honey Hole Hangout. On Apple, iTunes. on our podcast is Honey Hole Hangout, which and you already know that if you're listening to this. And uh, we have some cool merchandise on uh, our website, Honey Hole Angling Store, at honeyholeangling.com. And uh, currently, we are looking at going to an expo this year at the end of February, depending on how COVID outlook goes. So we'll have a booth and be hanging out, and you know, doing that. Yeah, doing some podcasting yeah. more details on that to come so uh be on the lookout but it's a texas uh, fly fishing and brew festival um which is up in mesquite texas i believe it's the last cool. weekend in february and as of right now we're going to have a future guest on his name's Bo, who actually runs the whole event it's going to come on via telephone and kind of say what's going on but they have a a-list group coming so it should be a good time to do a lot of have a lot of breweries there. They try to attract people that aren't just fly fishermen, but they make it a big beer festival and fly fishing festival. So uh, more info coming soon. But thanks for listening, guys. Yep. Yeah, dude. It's great. All right. On that note, here we go. See you guys next week. Sorry, you have to. I don't want you staying here with me, Greg. <laughs> Can't go. You don't have to go home.